there's the one, one day. in space. I think there's an Amityville in so, the hood. So uh, that, mm-hmm. so th- you you know you've lost control when your franchise goes into space. Okay, Friday Especially the Thirteenth. Leprechaun. Hello, friends out there. Welcome to another episode of the Scary Movie Project. I am, of course, your host, Matt. And today I have two wonderful people joining me. Horror Struck Podcast is here. I hope you've all heard of them because you haven't. Now you now you will. Because they're going to join me today because we're going to talk about, um, well, two movies. So the Amityville Horror. It's great. Like the story is great, right? About the movies. You never know, right? We got the original 1979 and we have the 2005 remake. So I've always wanted to discuss both of them and think about what people think about them. So I have these two wonderful people to join me today. And um, guys, I'm going to let you guys tell the world who you are before we get started, please. Yeah, my name is Cecilia. My co-host is Riley. Hello, I'm Riley Ott. <laughs> yeah, we started the Horror Drug Podcast as an exposure therapy experiment for Riley, <laughs> who's always been afraid of horror movies. Uh, and it, I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, it, um, we're talking to you right now. <laughs> yeah. We're now horror movie experts after I think three yes. years of hosting this podcast together. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Riley and, and I have been best friends. Great. We've been best friends since first grade. And so this is the one area that we had never really shared a love of, but now that's changed. Mm-hmm. Now we can't escape from each other forever See, entwined. This is wonderful because I have plenty of people I know who are like horror movies. What the hell do you want to watch that crap for? So I, I think it's great that you guys are able to do this. This is very cool. Um, and I'm glad, Raleigh, you're you're here and you're still around and you're still doing this. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have fun today. Um, okay, so the story of the Amityville horror is amazing. It's Okay, for me, it's the best it's without a doubt the greatest American haunted house story, correct? I mean, there's no question about that. That that part, I think, for me at least, is true. I've been to the house. I've seen the house. I've set, been the awkward gawker on the street taking photos. <laughs> and when you're there, literally, and I was there for maybe 15, 20 minutes, like five people stop and do the same thing. So, like, the story is fast. It's, it's fascinating to me. It can go on for days and days. And the stories on the internet, you could just read stuff for days, like rabbit hole, like forever, right, with this stuff. So the book is really cool. The book is really scary, I think, too. I read it twice now, I guess. But movies, right? Some people, all they know is it's a haunted house in New York, and it's a movie, right? Is it real? Is it eh, – I, I, I don't know if you guys want – we can get into that stuff if you want. But like for movie-wise, if we just get into it, 1979, um, the movie book based on the book, George and Kathy Lutz, for those that don't know, the story goes – Oh. Ronald DeFeo Jr., the DeFeo family, they lived in a house, 112 Ocean Avenue, Amityville. It's an affluent neighborhood in Long Island. He really took a shotgun and killed his entire family in the middle of the night. Like, he killed all five, six people. That part, like, people kind of forget sometimes. That really happened. And the Lutzes moved in a year later. They bought the house with some of the furniture, which is so gross to me. Um, And apparently, 28 days later, no coincidence to another great movie, they (laughs) were so terrorized by the house and the demons and the ghosts they 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 rolled out they just bounced and they didn't take their stuff they left and never came back the story is it's all made up for money because they could pay for the house you name it the stories go on forever and ever but the movie starring margot kidder um and james brolin right and 1979 
I don't know. Um, we'll start there, of course, right? Because that is the seminal film. That's like the start of the Haunted House movies. Um, I don't know. You guys, w- w- what are your thoughts? Right. I mean, what I said is basically what happens, right? They move into the house. Mm-hmm. The film starts off with, you know, the, the, the quick shotgun blast in the scene of DeFeo killing his family. Then a year later. And I love, I don't know. I, I, I watched it again recently. I don't know how you guys feel. You guys like Pet Cemetery, I hope, right? Anyone I out do. there loves Pet yeah, Cemetery? Yes. Yeah. Favorite King books. Yeah. So the music from Amityville Horror and Pet Cemetery are like the exact same, correct? Like, like it is the literally like the, the opening music is exactly the same <laughs> there's um now that you bring that up i didn't catch that but there are a couple of music cues in um amityville that are just completely ripped off of other horror films like the um the mm-hmm. iconic shower music from psycho is yeah into that at one yeah. point so yeah i completely yeah. believe that it is exactly the same isn't that something so of course now i mean uh, the argument would be Pet Cemetery ripped off Amityville Horror because that movie came later, mm-hmm. but they're literally like the same. It It's almost like, which is crazy. Am I listening to the same soundtrack? Starts yeah. off and, you know, the family moves in or they, they're trying to buy this house. What's the catch, right? How can it be this cheap? And, you know, the the the, the, the woman, obviously, of course, the, the realtor knows what's going on. She discloses the information and, you know, what does he say? There's no, you know, houses aren't haunted or something. It's just people are whatever. People do bad things. Yeah, there's that, like, iconic line that's like, what well, houses saying? don't have memories. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But, yeah, people do. That. So, of course, all of the, you know, it's always cold in the house and George can never get warm. And he wakes up at 3.15 in the morning and... You not know, a good the, sign. No. Bad, and bad, the, bad, bad. No, especially walls. when we have estimated that the DeFeo murders took place at the exact same time. <laughs> exactly. I estimate exactly 315. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, like, it, it's one of those things where I, I, I remember listening to Stephen King say that. He thought this movie was a great representation of, like, the fear of being a homeowner or something. <laughs> I was like, I never thought oh. about that. Right? Yeah. It's, it's I, um, so interesting. Yeah. I had listened to because I really wanted to get uh, Stephen King's interpretation of this because the story is so similar to The Shining. And I looked it up and he does have a quote, which is I've read the book as well. And it was my exact same interpretation was that George Lutz specifically, this is the story of a man who is in financial ruin and is kind of going through the stages of a breakdown because mm-hmm. of that because he's got you know the irs was investigating yeah. his business at the time he just took out yeah. a mortgage on a house he's got a huge new family and i found yeah. that so interesting mm-hmm. yeah it, 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 and i never thought much about that either until i read it maybe a year or two ago as well i thought that is really something mm-hmm. it, 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 okay so this is the movie like when you're a kid you watched it and it scared you and it was a spooky haunted house story and it's the one that started them all um and then of course as, as the film goes on um, you know, George gets crazier and crazier kind of, um, the odd things like the, the wedding, the $1,500 disappears and, you know, Jody, you know, the, the, the little girl and, and, and with the, was it like the red eyes of the pig or whatever, and all these yeah. things and the priest, of course, and the, the flies in the house and you oh, can't yeah. bless the house and the nun that comes all the stories, right. that come in they're they're, 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 they're all done like really well. Um, and this movie is long. It's almost like two and a half hours long, which is interesting. Yeah, um, I, 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 the end, of course. So I'm like a dog person. So at the end, when they almost leaves the house without the dog, I'm like, you better get your ass back there and get that dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
So of course he goes back and he gets the dog and he falls in that pit full of whatever and they leave and the storm and the weather is so intense and it's just so like, uh, you know, totally buys into it. Um, they shot it in Tom's River, New Jersey. The house is kind of accurate. They wanted to shoot it in Amityville, like at the house, but that was never going to happen, I guess. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. That would have been so Not great. Not with though, the my history of the actual, because you mentioned the... Um, it's an iconic haunted house story now, but right. it's also based somewhat in reality. There's that true crime element to these murders mm-hmm. actually happened. Like Ronald yeah. Jr. killed his yeah. entire family. Yes, he did. And it, you know, it, it's a little, we're going to talk about the um, remake in a while. And it's a little uh, more disrespectful of that tragedy in the uh, newer film. Yeah, so there's the interesting part, too, is, you know, Marco Kidder's character, um, Kathy, she, you know, goes to the library and finds the microfilm or whatever and sees that, you know, uh, what's catching was on the land and these different stories. And it's on, you know, well, what is the what is the trope throughout the world? Indian burial grounds, right? Like everything's (laughs) on an Indian burial ground, poltergeist and all that stuff. So that was interesting, too. And, of course, they get out and they leave. And I I think they moved to California in reality. They don't mention the move. They just say they, they left without their belongings and they never came back. And. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of that spooky story, right? Yeah, they moved out west. I know that uh, in the title card, not to skip to the very end, but they do have that uh, sentence where they're like, they never came back for their things. And I found that so funny because in reality, the very next day, they sent movers to go get their stuff. <laughs> of course they did. And sent well, it well, they to never them. They back. never yeah, went they back. Never right. The movers went back. There you go. But the Here's your some money. Get my stuff. And the movers said, like, it's fine. It's not haunted. We were fine the entire time we were in the house. But I would uh, like to, I'm very uh, skeptical. So I would like to, you know, look at this only as fiction while we talk mm-hmm. about it. No, yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that, that's, that's totally, I, I, I like that idea of it too. I just cause, at least you know, for my I, sake. I've, so I'm not like a yeah. the whole time. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think there's so much to it. So that, that's a good way to look at it. So as you know, just the ghost story and work of fiction like that, you know, okay, cool. Like there hadn't been, a, you know, I think one of the interesting things about this too was the haunted house stuff. Everything that happened in like a haunted place was back in the day was like a haunted manor and we were in Europe somewhere, right? And there was old cobwebs yeah. and stuff. This is just a house like in a neighborhood and it's like crazy haunted and people are just, you know, and there's been, you know, so much spooky stuff around it. So um, do I love it? No, I don't love it. Um, I, I like fair. it. I like it. I think it's good. Um, and I think there's definitely you, you, you had a good cast, right? Mario Kidder was Lois Lane, right? Um, uh, what's his face? Brolin was an established actor, like they had done stuff. Um, it's really just the two of them kind of carrying it, and they have the priest, uh, I forget his name, but it really is just kind of the two of them and the kids in the house. Um, but overall, it you know, it made a ton of money, it made a ton yeah. of people went to see this movie. And, it, you know, it, it started that whole haunted house thing. Like we said, you know, the poltergeist a couple years later. Um, people kind of, just because it made money, doesn't mean people loved it. It didn't get great reviews. But it's one of those films, too, that as time went on, people kind of like more and more kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm curious to what you, I know you guys give a horror struck um, review on it, too. So, like a score. So, what do you guys, yeah, what do you guys think of 1979 Amity? Oh, that's so hard because I think it has a huge, you're right, it's very long. It has a huge pacing issue. Uh, I don't think the end is climactic enough, although I do like that he saves the dog. Gotta save the dog. 
it's like a three out of five for me. Like it's okay. not anything that I'm like, oh, I really want to watch Amityville right now. But I, I don't have a bad time watching it. I have, um, I think, a different <laughs> perspective. When I read the book initially, I then became like very obsessed with the story, and. Uh, like Cecilia said when we were just chatting before, I am a writer, and I wrote an entire pilot based around what I like think actually happened. Love and it. I just the way that the movie conflicts with what I have speculated about it, kind of I don't know, it brings it down a lot for me. Mm. I don't enjoy the movie. I don't enjoy the way that uh wow. the story is shown. I. Ooh, I might give it like a one and a half. Wow, or two. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I, and that's wow. the thing. Like, <laughs> I like it. A lot of people feel that way. I'm very like bitter, like watching the movie back <laughs> because I had done so much research on it and I had watched it a couple times and I'd watched the remake a couple times. Yeah. And I wrote this a couple years ago. It almost felt like I had to like go catch up with an ex. I was like, oh, I just I don't like how I feel when I watch it. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. Okay. Hopefully. But I just ugh. I do agree with you. I think the cast is great. I think the acting is great. I think yeah. the pacing is horrible. I think it's way too long for what it is. <laughs> yes. But I do think like Matt, you had said uh, pretty much up until this film, there was a completely different vibe to haunted house movies. And I do like the way that this kind of changed things and it made at least American haunted house films a lot grittier and more realistic. So I understand why it is as iconic and why it's still like, you know, in our culture uh, regarded as like a great haunted house movie. But it's just it's not for me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's like the wow. grandfather kind of of haunted. Like you can see all the tropes being born. Like mm -hmm. as someone who really likes The Conjuring, like oh, yeah. Amityville walks so that The Conjuring could run. Yeah, it's like all of the newer <laughs> like haunted house movies took those tropes that were kind of created <laughs> from this and utilized them way better. So it does deserve its flowers. It's just. It's like when you find out grandpa's a racist and you have to start looking at him differently <laughs> when you look back at uh you know, like at that. the past. I don't know if that's a good comparison at all. I hope no, that makes I, sense. I, I no, that makes sense. I like yeah. It. I like it. Um it's um The Haunting. The original, I think we reviewed Ooh. The Haunting years ago. That's a movie that where it's an old like fifties movie, sixties movie, but yeah, it's this great like sound design and all the right like mm -hmm. that's kind of what you want, like the sound you want to be, you know, of of you know, objects in the house or things that are scary. Like like slime and blood on the wall is not that scary. Like, I don't know. I mean it depends, right, what what you think, but um and like we we go off into like almost like a seventies porn at one point early in the movie with, with, with the <laughs> yeah. two of them. It's like <laughs> They're I mean, newlyweds. I, I know it's all good. Like I don't, I don't, but I don't necessarily need that in my horror movie necessarily, right? But I thought that not was unless interesting. it progresses the plot. I don't know. <laughs> it's and not a Friday the Thirteenth, right? I don't need naked people like running around, right? <laughs> that would be fine if there were then a scene uh, of like I don't know, so him getting stabbed in the neck while they're yes. in bed, like Kevin Bacon. Like, That'd be cool. exactly arrow through the neck. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, this well, it was... just did not progress the plot whatsoever. No. 
not so much. I, but, I can see why this got so popular, though, because at the time, people like really believed that the house was haunted. George Lutz was a great salesman. Oh, man, he had sold he? it so hard that I can see it's almost like Blair Witch. You go in thinking it's real. Yes. So even though you like in this case, you know, these are actors. These are actors you've seen before. It's got to be frightening. Um, but to, to be, you know, I can't think of anything right now that maybe I missed out on. I don't know that. I just wish I had been around when that book was written and to have been able for a book about a haunted house to be a mainstream hit and then a movie you know, for us, that would have been like heaven. Like, Oh my God, this is mainstream. And it's, it's wonderful. Cause that never happens. I mean, you have true crime stuff about awful things that happen, but nothing like this. I can't think has happened right in the last 10, 15, 20. I don't know, but you know, to be around, that would have been so cool. Um, I don't know. I missed out on that part, but what can you do? But um, yeah, I think there were funny things. Though. There's not a lot of like, I, are people just so much more skeptical now, or is it know. like technology that you'd have to catch something like really damning evidence of ghosts for that to even happen? Maybe it's saturated like crazy because of you know ghost hunters and ghost adventures uh, and maybe yeah, things like true. that. Yeah. You've got so much of it that it, no one cares anymore. You can watch it whenever the heck you want. I can go with the camera and go shoot a ghost, quote unquote, ghost video right now if I wanted to. So. Yeah, maybe it's just it's just a different time. There were things that I love though about how old it is. If you notice, I mean, we all love the phone <laughs> on the wall with the long cord, of course, obviously. Yes. And did anyone catch the pencil sharpener uh, mounted to the wall? Oh, I heard, <laughs> yeah. like we had one of those in my, my elementary house. school. Did you? Yes. In yes. the garage, my dad oh, had put you one. You know what? Yeah. Now that I think about I love it, we still do. We've got one in the closet. <laughs> I love it. Yep, it was just chilling I think... there. I thought that was so funny. Yeah, I think stylistically, and I know this movie was made in the 70s, so obviously it's going to look like the 70s, but I think it does a really good job um, in comparison to, because we watched um, the 05 one, I think last night or the night before, and wow, does it feel like a 2000s movie. They did not try <laughs> at all to bring any sort of, they, it was they very tried much, a little, um, which is such they a tried nice a little. segue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was hoping we'd talk about this one soon. Yeah, so yeah. we 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 okay. We none of us we we don't love the original. All right, um, two thousand five. Okay, so moving on to the remake. That is the remake. Um, that was a movie I was hyped. I was pretty excited because so it was the company Platinum Dunes. If you guys remember, was Michael Bay was running the production company. He was making these company that was remaking horror movies for cheap um whatever you want to consider cheap 10 million i guess whatever texas chainsaw massacre nightmare on elm street and they did amityville horror i was pretty juiced for this movie and i, and I feel like i'm a little bit jaded in the fact my feeling on it because of my excitement for it right um ryan reynolds he's kind of a goof say what you want about him i don't know um i am a fan of it i think i like it better than the original and i think i do because it's it's later in time. We have more availability to do effects with graphics and things like that. And um, I don't know. I just kind of, and what I like about it. So we just, uh, we can, I mean, jump in is the, the story is the same, right? Okay. It's, it's the, it really is the exact same story with a couple twists in the fact that I like the fact that we go deeper into this Jeremiah Ketchum character and we kind of see this person, right? He has this, pit of horror in their basement that um george lutz finds right and we see the character she kind of reads it. we get a little more info on who this person was right um that's really the only big difference i guess right 
Um, and the like dog said, dies. Well, I was oh, going to say. Are we allowed to just? I assume spoilers oh, no, are fine. Oh, we're all about spoilers here. <laughs> my goodness, yes. And of course, the dog. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, same story. So they move now. What I like the fact that we're in a you know modern day made film, but you know they're clearly we're we're, we're back in the seventies again. The way they dress, the cars they drive, the things like that. We're obviously still back in that time. Um, and and uh, there were just a couple you know, scenes that are remade, like the babysitter scene with what's her face from the GI Joe movie. She I can't remember her name. She's the babysitter, the hot babysitter. Hot who says, babysitter. I no more mousy girl. I I don't need a babysitter. I'm old enough. And then he comes to the dad. Still don't want a babysitter. <laughs> um, and then, like the George Lutz character going crazy, and um, it's I just I like it better. I feel like it's not as all over the place. Is it great? No, it's not great, but. The effects are kind of spookier sometimes. The scares are kind of better. I mean, the, the Chloe Grace, what's her face, who's like a star now, right? She's like yeah. five years old in this movie. The the climbing yeah, on the roof scene, um, the boathouse stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, we he, he he kills the dog when he thinks it's someone else, which is terrible. Um, but most of the stories and the elements are there. But I just thought there was more to it. The house is totally different too, which is interesting. It's like this giant, enormous, yeah. like manor almost. Um, they kept like the windows, you know, the scary eye looking windows and everything. I like the priest scene better. He's not as dramatic. And when he talks about the bear, I love the part where he sees the daughter and he says, Hey, I want to tell you, Mrs. Lutz, that bear your daughter has, um, belonged to the, um, DeFeo girl. Oh, well, she must've found it. She goes, no, she couldn't have found it. I knew them well. She was buried with that doll. And that part was like, Ooh, okay. It's a little bit spooky. Um, I think that's a good reveal within yeah. the movie. Yeah, it's very I, I, urban legend. I've heard so many urban legends with that kind of twist. There you go. So I like that. Like, like I said, maybe I'm jaded because I was just so happy and I wanted to. I was so excited to see this movie. And I've seen it like four or five times probably, but I think I like it. Wow. Better. Um, I think I like it better. It's not as long. Um, it's yeah, just that's the part R- that Ryan I like Reynolds. <laughs> there yeah, you go. Yeah. I, yeah. I love the Ryan Reynolds. I mean, he some of his lines, he is just mean. Like when he's talking yeah. about like 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 the um, you know, her her husband that, you know, died, I guess, right? He's sitting there talking at dinner one day, like, you know, oh my my father always said this, and he goes, and their dad isn't around to do that now, is he? And it's like, oh, dude, that's deep. And then when he's disciplining the kids after the babysitter <laughs> thing, because the babysitter tells the kids all the stuff that happened. They're like, this is gross. We don't want to live here. And we are who- shocked that the babysitter told our right. kids who would say about the murder house when she used to babysit the murdered kids. Oh, yep. I'm so shocked. And she and says, your babysitter's better. I love that. And then the ba- and she tells her, you know, all that stories. And the mom says, who told you that? And she goes, babysitter. And I love Ryan Reynolds' line. Goddamn, babysitter's an idiot. <laughs> the one thing he was right about in the entire movie. Right, right. And he just, he's, slow, say, um, he's slowly and I, going crazy. And at the end, all yeah. of a sudden, though, he's on the boat and we're away from the house and he's he's fine. It's like, just keep driving. I tried to kill you like seven <laughs> times, but, you know, it's all good. It's fine. I killed your dog, but no worries. Oh, man. So I will say the, the part with the dog, I think, is... Um, the part between the movies, the difference that I hate the most is that he kills the dog in this one. And I know it's not presented as like, he hates the dog, so he kills right. it on purpose. He it's doesn't a know, hallucination. Right. But I think at the end of the 79 film, that is kind of how you know that there is still any humanity left yes. in George. Because he goes, he and goes back yeah. and is willing gets, to risk his gets, own life. 
yeah, to, to get, get this dog. dog for his family. <laughs> yep. And in this yep. one, it's like, why the hell do they save him at the and end? And it happens just leave like him halfway there. through, right? He just, yeah. The fact that yeah. she doesn't shoot him when he's about to kill her son, I was like, Margot Kidder would have shot him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she would have shot him. And the Absolutely. boat scene when she he, she hits the hits the, the 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 trigger on the boat and it pulls her hair and she gets out and she's yes. You lost can your mind. Can you do that? Like, can you rewind <laughs> hair like that? I feel like it would have just ripped her scalp off. I don't know a lot about boats, oh, but the motor wasn't. I don't think it was running, so I don't think that they. I, I don't know, but that was. I mean, it was a movie scene. What are you gonna do, right? But yeah. I'd be a little upset at my spouse if they did that to me. I'd be a little yeah, (laughs) a little tiny bit, you would think. Yeah, I think that's one of my problems with the the remake is I don't really buy their relationship. Mm, I I feel I feel like the two movies remind me of the difference um, between like the book version and the movie version of The Shining. Oh, like in the original, Mm -hmm. I see George as like a like he's a great stand in dad. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the remake, I'm like, ah. He's always been kind of insane, huh? Right, right. Like, okay. I never buy Ryan Reynolds as, like, a great partner or, like, a good stepdad. Well, and I, I mean, think the he difference do between stuff. that is, um, in comparing it to The Shining, George, in the original, is slowly losing his mind. He is not, like, mm-hmm. obviously he's agitated by the other characters because of this development, but he's not actively trying to kill them until the very end. And he's not just right. turning into a dick rather than having a nervous breakdown. So I think it is portrayed really well with James Rowland's character. And I don't think Ryan Reynolds is a bad actor by any means. No. I think with the material they gave him, this was really the only direction he could go. And I think there are some genuinely scary scenes like the the wood chopping with oh yeah, the oldest son. He Ooh, plays that yeah, that's so a good scene. Making him hold the wood. We're having fun. We're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if the we're friends. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, I wonder if the disconnect with Ryan Reynolds. I I read a an, an interview that he did where he said that he just didn't talk to the kids at all, and so yes. I was like, that's mm. why yes. it seems so I weird heard about this. And I was like, I guess it's a choice, but I feel like to, yeah, get too close. So when he went nuts on him, they wouldn't be like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Yeah, I heard. that. Yeah, but it I think it affects his performance because I don't mm. buy that he ever liked the kids. Mm. So that that shift isn't as prevalent as it is in the original where you really kind of feel for him i, I love the scene where the babysitter gets stuck in the closet and the little girl shows up but she sticks her finger in the uh, little hole oh it's gross i wish that was the first <laughs> time so we had seen the little girl though i think great? they show mm-hmm. the ghost too quickly uh-huh. in the remake like if they had held off and that was the first time you saw that little girl how terrifying would how yeah. more terrifying would that scene be right right seriously yeah i do like the ambiguity of that in the original because the first hour of the movie is really them just setting up the atmosphere and kind of showing you how the house and possibly supernatural elements are affecting each character individually until we get to the end and we finally see like oh this was real which i think kind of takes away from it but yeah they jump the gun in that remake because they show the jody ghost within the first like half hour 20 minutes yeah yeah i don't know you know what you know scares and you hear the same things with any movie you know oh this uses all the tropes and it does all this scary i mean it it works like i i don't know unless you're 
changing the game immensely and you're coming up with something brand new bumps in the nights and scary jump scares and things like in the mirror. I I did like the scene a lot um, where the, the one of the sons has to run to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Oh, and it reminds yeah. me of the scene from the sixth sense. When yeah. he asked him, remember that, right? When he's running across now, that, that's a pretty spooky scene. Cause it's all what little kid is not afraid of burning to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Right. Like, that's that so funny. Everybody. I was that's thinking about that. I watched that scene and I was like, I feel like I've seen another movie where a little boy runs to the bathroom and doesn't shut the door. And I was like, just shut the door. Just oh, shut the door. So just reminds shut the door. me of that. Right. And then he's that monster like drooling in like the mirror is gross. I just loved it. And then, you know, George getting in the bathtub and the woman trying to drown him. You're almost waiting for the woman like spoke about the shine to come out. The, the dead woman and the shine. They started laughing. You're almost waiting for her to come out of the scene. I do think, yeah, there are a handful of good scares no. in this. Yeah. I think um, that bathroom scene in particular, when the what whoever this woman is oh, that looks like yet. Gollum shows up in the mirror, I think that one is <laughs> oh done goodness. pretty well. I think I am of yeah. uh, a very different opinion about the Ketchum storyline, okay. where I don't necessarily understand why they lean so hard into the native burial ground stuff in this one so i don't know that it's explained great by the end of it but i do think there are a couple of really good visuals even if maybe they don't make the most sense yeah i understand why they did it i don't think it necessarily works but the idea that it isn't just the defail murders that like curse the house there was something always there yeah there you so go so I, I i get why they did it <laughs> I it just didn't yeah, quite I like land how it for ties me. into like why those murders happened as well, and it's not just a very depressing story of like, oh, this guy went crazy. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that, that that's interesting, right? That's you know that was the big eighties thing too, you know burial grounds and you know Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a whole nother conversation of why people feel that way, but. um and I did, I mean, violence wise, like when he slits his own throat right down there and he covers George oh, in it, yeah. and he's just like, oh, like yeah. bathing in it. Like, you know, for a gore hound, like that's, it doesn't get better than that. Right. That was I pretty do awesome. like that dream sequence at the oh, end, regardless of like I love the Ketchum stuff, maybe not tying in well. I think they could have done a little bit better of um, revealing it was a dream because it really does feel like, oh. Did he go into the basement? Did he actually well, there you find go. this? Right. And then it, it kind right. of takes you out of it for a second. You're like, oh, yeah. wait, no, okay, he was asleep. And then, I mean, I definitely makes... like their visual take on the basement as opposed to the original, yeah. where it's just like a, a, a red lit uh, Harry Potter <laughs> right. space under right. the stairs. Like, what exactly? <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty. That was pretty. And then a yeah. pool of red paint. <laughs> That's it. The red. That's yeah. so Literally strange to be like <laughs> know about the red room as well because in reality, it was just a closet in the basement. It was not closed off at all. They did not have to like break down cinder hmm. blocks to get to it. It was just out in the open. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's funny how cinematic much to break they, down the wall. Course, yeah, it's funny how now. like fictionalized that became just for your cinematic value. Um, my friend has a house and he has this kind of crawl space kind of spot in his basement like that. Oh, and a murder first, room. Right. When he Yikes. first moved in, I, I stuck my head in there and I thought, I don't really want to sit in here for an extended period of time, but <laughs> it no, reminds me of this. Um but yeah, I mean, what do you think of? Uh, so, um, was it Melissa George, the one that she plays Kathy Lutz in the yeah, new one, right? Kathy. She's Meh. in Thirty Days a Night, right? Isn't she also? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, she's kind I of. Know her I from don't know. Grey's Anatomy. 
Machine Gun? Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Wait, yeah, she, she like years back when they like oh, got wow. the first crop of new interns. Oh like my gosh! Years ago, <laughs> the show's been on forever. It's been on a long time, <laughs> so right? Long. Right. I, I, I don't. She's I don't all right. Hate her. Yeah. I, I mean, you yeah. know, too, it's one of those things where you know you have to look at it like you know Halloween remakes and Texas Chainsaw remakes. You have to go in and just be like. I've never seen this original. Like I, I, I haven't seen it. I have to just view this in this mindset, or or you don't. I don't know. But oh, if that's you what compare I kinda... her to Margot Kidder, there's no way in hell. Like she was an icon. She is that role. So yeah, I you kind of have her... to go in with a blank slate. <gasps> oh, I met Margot Kidder at a con years ago. Obviously, years ago because you know, yeah, unfortunately, she said, fortunately she's passed. She she committed suicide. Um, she did. But she was really cool. She was um, nice to meet. She was super friendly, very nice. Um, I have a signed picture in my house of her. Yeah, that was a um, yeah. She I mean Lois Lane for goodness sakes, right? I mean she's Superman, yeah. but yeah, she was good in it. I think that's um, you know I I, I think the priest in the original is kind of over dramatic, and I like I like the flies scene better in this because he goes to the the radiator and it blasts him and knocks <laughs> him so over. Funny. It's so funny. It's, so it's like oh my god, right? It's I will crazy. say, you know what? One of my favorite parts of the original is kind of the priest and him struggling with um, his. Oh beliefs. my god! And the car and crash so scene. Forgot that... about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. When the what for is whatever that? reason the supernatural can like reach way far outside the house and, and cause a car crash. Flip the hood of your car yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know. I think just in terms of comparing the two, I think the original does a better job because you can definitely look at each character's beliefs and kind of see how they're viewing the events of the house, like whether or not they're real is kind of dependent on what they believe in. And I I don't think they wrap up the pre storyline in the original at all. Like he just never makes it back to the house, but I think it was the start of an interesting question. And in in the newer one, I'm not even sure. And they cut out a lot of the religious stuff, but I, other than being like a last ditch effort to get the evil out of the house, I don't know why they even included the priest. Yeah, I can imagine how much more terrifying the original was for probably audiences at the time because oh goodness, they're a yes. good Catholic family yeah. who who are, you know, her sister is a sister. Uh, yes, and they make, they, they make yeah. the point at the beginning that where should I hang the cross, right? Like all that yeah. stuff. And mm-hmm. Then, the, the, you know, the doorknobs upside down and all that stuff. Like, oh, yes, yeah, they make a point to show that for sure. Yeah, who and designed wondering... that doorknob? Oh yeah, that I would buy one for my house just because shirts. it was in that movie though. I I, I would do it. <laughs> I think I would too. There was a shirt at a show I went to once. I don't know. I'm still kicking myself for this. I don't know why I didn't buy it. It said Amity Realty and it said for God's sakes, move oh. in. <laughs> I like <laughs> That's that. That's good. And I That's don't know good. why I didn't buy that damn shirt. Um but yeah. Um yeah, so I mean look, the stories are the same in both films, right? It's it's, it's how we're gonna tell it right. A couple differences, little things here and there, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, the scene at the end, I, I like the storm scene in the, in the remake of climbing up on the climb. I'm going to go real deep and just talk about it. it. Reminds me of Halloween four. If you guys are out there listening to Halloween four, mm. where they climb on the wall and try to escape Michael Myers. Um, I don't know. And at the end, the end is kind of, you know, they get in the boat, they drive away and he looks up and just all of a sudden he's fine. And he says, just keep driving. And it's like, that's a 
awful lot of stuff that just happened that you're just able to shrug <laughs> off in like eight seconds, dude. But you know, um, whatever. Um, I don't know. And I'm sure there are lifelong lingering effects that we don't get to see because the movie is 90 minutes long with eight minutes of credits. Yeah. So you'd think we could at least do like a jump forward to like, oh, they're fine, but still affected. But no, that's just. And that's what I kind of wanted to see, too. Right. So there's two things that I'm left with in both movies. Right. Overall, regardless of zillion sequels, whatever, we'll get to that in a second. But I want my interest still is in I want a film about the DeFeo family. I want a movie about what happened in that house with them. Now, they we were know, supposed to make one, but I well, want have that. you seen Amityville Two: The Possession? A long time ago, it talks more about it, doesn't it? Yeah, it's um, and I don't know if they changed the names. It's it. been a while since I watched it, but that one, and I've seen a good handful of Amityville movies at this point. I think it's the best interpretation of if you're going with the demon story and the devil made him do it and whatever. Mm, yeah then it's your best bet for something with the DeFeos that isn't okay. I need to like super then. sensationalizing, but also like definitely is. So these sequels, I, I've seen a good bit of them too. until I finally stopped because they're crap. And I just, I, I mean, <laughs> there's so many. I, I, oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I read something. There is, there are 35 films with the title Amityville in them. That's it. They said, I feel like there should be more. Yeah. I think there's definitely more. I know canonically oh the God. only other ones that are in the actual Amityville series are two, the possession, and then three, the three D one. I think there's a fourth that's <laughs> part of it too. I there thought. may be. There's maybe not one. It's I confusing. think the fourth one's about like a lamp, like an yes! evil lamp that like <laughs> yeah. it's like the worst really? movie ever. Yes, I think oh, so. That yeah, sounds right up my alley. Possessed a possessed lamp. Who doesn't want to watch that? that's like yeah. purchased at a garage sale and moved to california so that they're See, not locked into being oh man we're just island. waiting for a new a new conjure film with the warrens going to get that lamp that is a cursed object yes that my our, our, our friend of the show jw Oker would be in his book of cursed objects a lamp yes for sure um oh my god that's hilarious yes it is, it is pretty terrible um yeah it's ridiculous yeah so overall i'm gonna say i like them both right because again I love the story of Amityville. I'm more into the, you know, hearing stories. I had a paranormal investigator on the show. He's done investigations there. Oh, wow. I know a guy oh, did cool. it, who did it. Oh, for folks out there, please watch Amityville Origin on MGM. It's a three-part miniseries. Um, producer um, uh, was on a previous episode, um, was involved in it. It's excellent. It's really, it, it's all just a documentary about what happened. And it's very, very thorough. Very, very good. Real stuff. You know, you can watch this stuff on Travel Channel and On Demand anywhere you want. It's streaming everywhere, right? Um, so I love the story. Like, again, for me, it's like the ultimate haunted house. It's, the, it's an American icon of that. It's the greatest ghost story in our country, I believe. And the movies deliver what you need, basically. Do I want more out of them? Yeah. But, you know, you put a gun to my head kind of situation. I'm taking the remake, honestly. I think I like it better. I don't know. I don't have necessarily reasons why. I just got a little bit scarier, maybe. Um, but that's that's my vote. But I'm yeah. So overall, what do you guys give me your ratings? What do you guys think about original remake? Where do you where do you stand? Ooh, that's such a hard question. What's I our fi- what's our wanted... final verdict here? <laughs> I almost want to take the remake just because it's shorter. Mm. 
<laughs> but I, that run, I think that runtime is killing you, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I don't know. It's like two hours and twelve minutes. It's long. It is. Yeah, that original is really long. <laughs> but I do think it makes sense why it's so long. The way they build it. Oh God, I don't know. Do you know what your answer is? Of just which one I like better? Yeah. Or I I still like the original better, but I. I, I get why people might like the remake more. It's not anything where um, I like Matt. I think you're objectively wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it just comes down to like personal preference, like what you yeah. want in a story. And for me, I wanted the relationship between um, the couple more. So it's stronger in the original, which is why I think I like the original more. Okay. Yeah. I almost might take the remake runtime aside and my personal biases aside I really like the story between George and the kids, and I think they could have done it a lot better, but I like the way that they focus more on his interactions with them in the remake. I think it's more realistic to what the kids' actual feelings towards him were, especially if you watch Daniel Lutz, the oldest son, has a documentary that he made about his experience, and he talks about his parents Mm -hmm. And I find that the absolute most interesting thing about all of the Amityville speculation and stories and all of that. So I I might actually agree. I think maybe the remake, at least for me, has um, a little more value in what I'm looking for. Okay. There's a zillion sequels out there, too, that... um, So many. Do you have a favorite sequel that you have seen so far? Do you have any recommendations? I haven't seen any of them in so long. I honestly would need to sit down and just start going through them again. I literally watched them when I was a kid. I, I really did, and I have not. Okay. They were just they were. I didn't like them at the time, so I I gave up on them. So I need to now, with a more mature palate, go back and look at them again. I mean, yeah, there's I'll a watch couple anything. that I don't think are terrible, but I do think um, obviously they are just using the notoriety of that name and half of the time have absolutely nothing to do oh, yeah. with the Amityville yeah. house at all. Oh, Amityville dollhouse. Isn't that name of one of them? Yeah. That is, yeah. <laughs> I was going to watch that one. I love doll horror. Oh, it's right I haven't alley. seen that one. So maybe, um, wow. maybe we'll there's talk about the one that one day in space. I think there's an Amityville in the so, hood. So uh, that, mm-hmm. so you, you know, you've lost control when your franchise goes into space. Okay. Friday Especially the 13th. When the title is Leprechaun. the name of the town. Yes. When you've, when you've gone to space, you, you know it's we're done. You're we're done off the rails. We're, we're finished at this point. All right. So yeah. we looked at it as a work of fiction, but I have to ask it. Both yeah. of you, what are your thoughts? What happened in there? What happened in that house? Is that is that all a story by the Lutzes or yes. is that place haunted? Um, yeah. I'm very much in the mindset that George Lutz was – in financial ruin oh, yeah. and he mm-hmm. saw this opportunity and realized I can get book deals. I can get movie deals. I will fabricate this story mm-hmm. and then benefit from that for the rest of my life. And he did. I mean, can so, you, can you hate on him for that though? I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think I, you can definitely read into that. He was maybe an alcoholic and an abusive parent. So uh, don't like that. He was no angel. I think it definitely played into no. what he was doing in lying to the entire public. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. I didn't know him. 
I think the house could be haunted. I think what George Lutz said happened is not true. Mm. Um, but if you believe in ghosts, dripping from the walls. No, no, no. But if you believe in ghosts, the idea that the family was killed so suddenly, like if you are one to believe in that, I could see <sighs> how the house could be haunted. But I don't think there's demons. You know what? No. One thing I can't get out is you know. If, if if some real estate agent told me what happened, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, as much as I love this stuff, I'm not going to live in that house. I, I don't think. And what really gives me the just property the property tax would kill me. That's a huge oh house. The, well, no, no I've always said. I've always said to people, you know what? It's. I mean, like I said, I've been to it. It's not that enormous. The movie definitely makes it look bigger. I mean, it's not the same house. There is a boathouse, but it's not this mm. massive expanse of land. It's it's kind of the house, and there's the yard with the pool in the back. And the boathouse, there's not a ton of, but whatever. I mean, it's a very nice house. But um, Have, what, what, what? When was the last time you saw it? Because I heard that they redid the entire side of the house with the uh, horrifying demon windows. Yeah. So <laughs> I, when I went, the, the windows had been redone. Those rounded windows okay. were gone. They're square now. Oh. But uh, yeah, 2008, 2009, I probably saw it. So I haven't been up there and okay. seen it in a long time. But so it's it keeps been a selling. While. It's been. Oh, it's been a minute. And, and they new keep owners selling have it. not had those experiences. No owners since they've had any problems. The only problems they have, they, the house keeps selling because the reality is folks are just tired of living there because they get bothered by idiots like me who keep <laughs> coming by constantly or folks that knock on their door or trespass on their property. And yeah, they're like, screw this. This isn't any fun. This isn't, I don't want to well, live here. So, And that's um, part of my issue with George Letts as well is like obviously – your whole family is going to be like they the children do not want this notoriety they have no, no say in that no. and you are forcing this story onto them for the rest of their lives and i yeah. just if you're looking at it at the perspective that he fabricated the whole story i think that's very irresponsible that's a great point actually you know maybe maybe he thought the other way where i'm gonna make a bunch of money and give it to my kids i don't have to worry about it but that's like yeah i didn't even think about that but that's a good point but yeah the, the whole fact that, that gets me the creep still is that you know, they bought this house and they bought some of the furniture, like the yeah. bed frames. Like, dude, they were yeah, killed the in the bed beds. frames. That is gross, <laughs> dude. I, th that to me is, is you know, of all the special effects and whatever, that's gross. Like that for real is mm -hmm. disgusting. I, that, I would never do something like that. Oh, my God. But anyway, no, and dude. that's where you're absolutely right. Like, I wish there was a story more true mm. to what happened because the reality of it is so much more disturbing. And the way that the parents actually handled purchasing this house is just the scariest part of all of it it's crazy man so you know what everyone out there do yourself a favor read the book if you haven't read the book read it read again if you have <laughs> i've got um, it actually sitting right here excellent i don't i don't I've i got, don't own it have I, should, you... I should buy it at a yard sale or a horror show for like 50 cents one of these days or something <laughs> have you always yeah, read it they always have this it. as well but jay oh, hansen okay. uh jay hansen wrote another book Following uh -oh. the Amityville Horror because they basically said, hey, you're a hack. You're never going to you know, <laughs> write anything better again. And hey, he wrote this paid. book called 666 that is essentially the exact same story, but really? it's about a haunted house that every so many years just appears in a random spot in the world. And it's the <gasps> same haunted house every time. It's very bizarre. Wait, is that that season of Channel Zero? That's, that's what that reminds oh, me of. Oh, it kind of is, yeah, where it's like an actual like haunted attraction. This is just a yeah. random house that shows up in the middle of 
you know, a field or wherever. That's... Okay. <laughs> but Jay Anson was a very weird guy. I do recommend reading uh, his book because I think he fabricated some stuff as well. So I think it's a collective uh, issue of, yeah, of people sort of adding their own perspective onto the actual story. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't read the book in forever. I gotta go back to it. Um, and you know what? In production wise, in this film, nothing blew my mind with how they shot it. Really, I don't know. I mean, it was it was okay, right? There was nothing great. Some of the effects were cool. The colors were were, were kind of cool in the, in 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 the, in the remake. The special effects may have been better, but that was merely just because of well, you know, it's, it was made what thirty years later, so technology is mm-hmm. just so much better anyway. Yeah. You know, on that note, but. You read the book, watch the movies, drive to Amityville, and go to One Twelve Ocean <laughs> Avenue. Go see yeah, the house. Bother the owners. Hey, oh, just, I was, don't do that. Don't do that. Now, I was I on a public street. I'm allowed to take photos. I think yeah. it's one o eight now. But what, what the heck yeah. difference does that make? Yeah, right? no, don't, that's the thing. Like, don't go knock on their door. Yeah, please, please house. don't go knock on their door. Please don't. Please don't go step on their. Pro- <laughs> don't even step on the sidewalk. Don't knock on their door. Leave them alone. Um, but yeah, other, otherwise, um, great story. I mean, great. Just you know folklore story just overall i guess americana in, in a way I it's guess. a great now, thing to speculate yeah. on right? yeah right do you think, very cool do you think the story of the defeos would have lived on without the movie or the book that no. is a wonderful question that i don't think i've ever been asked wow um it would just be another true crime story of a multiple homicide in a small town right you know I what know. i actually yeah. think that maybe, maybe it would we wouldn't be sitting here we wouldn't be having this conversation i mean <laughs> obviously true. right well unless we had true crime podcasts and then we yeah would. but i think <laughs> that's true that you that's might true. be onto something i think maybe the answer is yes but only because there are a couple of unexplained things that happened that night like the family they were all shot with a shotgun no one no heard one anything woke up and yeah, the neighbors, no one the neighborhood so heard the neighbors are right on top of you they're not far each other they're yep. right there yeah that is and crazy yes well and there was also like they did a toxology report on the people in the house because they didn't even wake up and there weren't any drugs in their system nothing nuts so i do Weird. think that there are some unanswered <sighs> things that maybe people yeah, would still I be think... talking about but I, uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, where I live, there's a um, there's a pretty infamous murder that I'd never heard of until I had moved here, oh, really? and it's about like a woman in the 30s who, like, killed her kids. Oh, they yeah. found them the next day, and she had put notes everywhere, and nobody knows why she did it. All they know is that she was having stomach problems. Oh, my God. But. I'm sure if they made a movie on that, people would have would know about the murders. But the stories because that are there out isn't. there, yeah, I mean the stories that are out, and people are are crazy, and people do insane things, and yeah, I mean it's just, it's just this so happens that this became a huge, giant best selling book, and another story. There could be a story of something even worse that we're not even aware of because we just never heard of it, it happening in another town somewhere. I don't know, but that's a I great think, question. That really yeah. is. That's really interesting. I think because it's justified by like demons it's easier for people to understand because the thought of this son killing his whole family is so horrifying that not having an answer yeah uh people can't cope with that so that's ronald defeo jr he died what about two years ago yeah and he died in prison obviously they've never revealed his cause of death by the way I, not not that I've heard, at least. Unless well, and he I, wasn't I that, that old either. He was, I think, 60s? 69 when he died. 
Yep. So they know. never said how he died. Not that that really, I mean, I'm not saying it adds anything. I'm just, it's kind of interesting in a way. They never said how he died. So oh. I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know, but I, I don't know. I don't know. And I think to your point though, um, especially being in the seventies, like if this story had come out now and we knew what we know about uh, Ron DeFeo Jr. that, you know, he had, drug issues his parents Mm -hmm. were abusive he was sort of ostracized by his community because of like alleged connections with the mafia yeah i think it would make more sense now and maybe wouldn't get as much notoriety but yeah because of the demon stuff and them having to have a way to you know make sense of it that Mm -hmm. might be why people latched onto that story so hard for so long yeah i mean hey it's a great story for me. It is at least personally. I, I I can never read enough or watch enough or anytime something about it. It's on. I I'm watching. It. Um, well, that's the Amityville horror. So <clears throat> thank you both. Um, this has been wonderful. Thank you for joining me on this. Pro- I please let everyone know where they can find you guys, where they can look you up. How can they find out more about what you guys do on your great show? Oh man, we're all over the place. Um, I think social media, we're Horror Struck Pod on Instagram, on Twitter. We've got a Facebook that we barely use. <laughs> um, we've got, what else do we have? Uh, we've got Riley does store. all of our social media, so I just rely on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got, we've got brand new merch. If you guys like yellow uh-huh. jackets, we just put up some um, team shirts that are actually selling really well. I'm surprised. Nice. Uh, we got a Patreon. If you want to listen to some, like we watch movies together and throw the audio up. So if you want to have like a group movie night with us, oh, nice. you can uh, do that whenever you want. Yeah, we've got we got some fun stuff going on. Good. So Riley Cecilia from Horror Struck Podcast, Amityville Horror was our remake and original is our topic. Thank you both for joining. You guys know everyone knows how to find us. Rate, review, call in, send emails, tell us what is a great movie. Tell us if Amityville Dollhouse is any good. Should I watch it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, let me know. I love doll right, horror. Right, so. exactly. Doll horror yeah. is a good thing. Um, I love hearing people's perspectives on these movies. So, yes, oh, yeah. I might be a naysayer, but, like, please, I love hearing yes, this stuff. Exactly. This is what's all about. It's all subjective, as they say, right? Yeah, send us your emails, suggestions for films, stuff you want me to talk about, who we need to have on this show. We want you guys back at some point, of course, always. Um, you guys know where to find us on uh, scarymovieproject.com, Instagram, Gmail to email us. You know where to find us. The Scary Movie Project Podcast. Learn more at thescarymovieproject.com. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.